Welcome back to Cousin Time, where college friends turned post-grad roommates, Cameron and Jessica, are learning to navigate the world. Join us as we reminisce on our childhoods, rationalize our Sunday scaries, and ruminate on what makes a cult. Yeah. I said it. You heard it here first. We're talking about cults. And if you don't like it, get out. <laughs> because we're going to be talking about cults for a while. A long, long We're going to spice it up. Yeah. It's not going to be cult, cult, cult week after week. But we're no. doing a cult series. Welcome. New series alert. Cult series. Yeah. Where each week we're going to talk about something in our lives that resembles a cult. Yeah. And I think that that was an important differentiation to make. Because when we say cult, we're talking about things that feel like a cult. Feel like a cult. Yes. And like, whether or not it is, that's up to you. That's up to you. Um, there's actually, if you, that we're not doing the same thing that this podcast is, but there's a podcast out there called Sounds Like a Cult. Mm. It's from one of my favorite authors because she wrote a book about cults mm. that I adore. And they kind of do like in-depth analysis on different things that feel like a cult. Mm. And then at the end they say, is it a cult? So it's called Sounds Like a Cult and you should listen. I love that pod. Give them a listen. Give them a follow. <laughs> I'm just, I want to help the smaller startup pod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this week we're talking about cults and to hit us off, we're going to talk about things that we've been a part of that either in the moment or in reflection have felt like a cult. Yes. And so my cult-like experience was the Disney College program. Mm -hmm. And I really truly feel like there's nothing in this world that is more cult adjacent, but publicly I don't want to say like encouraged because it's not encouraged necessarily, but like celebrated or not frowned upon than the Disney college program. It is so cult adjacent. Yeah. And I'll get into it. My feels like a cult is an all girls summer camp. And if you know, you know, um, but yeah, there's like, it's a very insular community because you're staying there overnight. That is your home for, you know, three weeks to three months. Mm -hmm. And when you are there, there are just certain practices that feel very much like a cult. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. I feel like the insular thing is a huge thing that makes it a cult because I think about when we like learn about actual cults. Like, yeah. There's so little outside contact where like anything that's small happening in that insular community feels so much bigger and that's true for a summer camp it's also true for dcp because like you are so much in that disney bubble like you are quite literally like eat sleep breathing disney (laughs) that you forget that the world outside the mouse exists (laughs) that's exactly what it was like at summer camp as well because like okay so my experience is primarily as an employee which shockingly still feels like a cult if not even more so um but yeah it's like any issue that you face feels like a ginormous issue and then you step out and you're like was that really a problem Mm -hmm. was that really an issue like there would be things that would take up my entire day of work trying to sort out and then that night i would they would let me go on leave and i would leave and i'd have my phone and i'd say there are bigger fish to fry yeah there are so much bigger fish to fry. Um, but yeah, that's how they get you is they they bring you in, they take away your contact, and then you're in. Yeah. Which is like so similar to a cult. How else is camp like a cult? There are just so many things. Like I guess also like I don't know so so much about actual I know enough about actual cults, but like you're living in that community. So like you it's not the kind of thing where you have like your you're going to your cult for the day and then you're going home for the night. You are, like you said, sleep, eat, breathe 
the camp community. Mm -hmm. And there are, everyone eats their meals in the same room. There's songs that happen during the meals that only the people at the meal know. There are words that you use around the camp that only people around the camp know. So like there's different words for like, the bathroom, then you know the bathroom, or like the buildings have certain names. And so everything just feels so like insular. I think mm-hmm. that that is the buzzword of today is insular. Everything is so there that you just feel like you have this community because you do. It's a beautiful community, but also like it makes you forget about outside of the community. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I think also the language fun is a big thing because. For Disney, the language is so big. Because, okay, actually I was reading about this in terms of cults. Is language is like the number one thing if you want people to be united is to unify their language because it's very easy to pick up. It's very easy to start calling something something else and to put some kind of like unique nomenclature on it. It's a very hard thing to get rid of. Like once you start, think about slang. It's super easy to pick up. Once you start saying it, you like can't stop. Yeah. So that's a really, like that's a tool that like real cult leaders use. But so like just how at camp, like calling something else the bathroom, easy to use and feel unified with this new group. Very hard to let go once you leave camp. Yeah. And Disney would do that too. First of all, everything's abbreviated. And it's like you have to use the abbreviation. Second, like I remember in one of my first days of training, like they would talk about why the nomenclature of the parks is so important because at one park there's like a ride called i forget there's one thing there's a ride and a show at two different parks one's called journey of the little mermaid one's called voyage of the little mermaid people get them confused obviously obviously and they're talking about how you can't just say go to little mermaid you have to say the whole name and it's so important you know which because they define two different experiences and it's like yeah that's true but the way that that was like drilled into us and then also using things such as like it's not a customer it's a guest and i'm not an employee i'm a cast member or even like we weren't allowed to say i'm going on bathroom break we had themed language for our bathroom breaks and lunch breaks so i worked in tomorrowland which is like futuristic and there's certain characters there i would say like i'm gonna go see buzz that's going to the bathroom or I'm going to go check on Stitch, which is taking a lunch break. So like, there was like every, and that was not so much, I don't think, for like a cult-like sake, as much as just like maintaining like the Disney the atmosphere. Image, yeah. But the way that like our language would change is just crazy. Yeah. Did you find yourself like when you were home with your mates being like, gotta go see Buzz? No, not in that sense. But I think the way that like, if I was at the parks, like as a patron a guest a guest even there i was like if i'm like playing at the parks because that's what people would say but that's like so weird to say outside of disney culture but if i heard somebody say like i'm going to i don't know animal kingdom but like it was abbreviated d-a-k disney's animal kingdom dac is what we would call it i'd be like they're a noob like i would feel better than them because i i was in the in group just like how if somebody were to, the other day I messed up the name of your camp and you were like laughing because I was in the out group. You were, you in, the were in the in group. Yeah. And like language is like used like that, which is just so fascinating. No, language in and of itself is such a fascinating thing. Mm-hmm. Like we aren't um, linguists. So like my grandfather's a linguist. Though. I would love to be a linguist. Let's get him on the pod. Yeah. Um, But like language is so fascinating mm-hmm. because like we are just like just in and of itself, the fact that there's so many languages, but we're all communicating the same ideas in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like another way 
things are often cults is that your whole identity gets tied up in it so kind of back to like the actually eating sleeping breathing mm -hmm. so like when you're at Disney like you're working there but you also get in the parks for free so you're there around the clock because like you're going to take advantage of that so you're breathing it mm -hmm. you're sleeping it because as part of the DCP rent gets taken out of your paycheck and you're sleeping in the Disney dorms so you're sleeping it like your roommates and all your neighbors everyone that lives in your apartment is living the same lifestyle as you so you're now sleeping and like living Disney yeah even when you're off the clock you're not checking out and then eating it like I mean yes you're eating at home but like if you're at the park like you're eating park food all the time so you're literally like consumed by it yeah which I feel like for the same thing for campus like you are not just working at a camp you are living at that camp. it's literally all consuming and like the way that like because I mean Disney is huge but like our camp is like relatively small it's just a little camp on a hill but like the way that like that becomes your world of like oh like today I gotta plan out my day because I have to go to this spot and this spot and this spot and then also like I think a big thing in my circle was like we didn't have technology so it's like trying to connect with other people like the people that you are connecting with are only the people who are around you in the same mm. community and who within the community you would assume share those same community values yeah that was another thing that was big was like the community values things that were like told over and over Wait, again because disney did that too yes being told the same thing over yes, and over again that's so culty and then like at every meal there were certain like i want to say blessings but it wasn't like it's not it wasn't a religious camp or anything mm -hmm. but like there were certain like like rituals that we would do at different points in the day. So like at each meal, there was a different like ritual song that we would sing, but it wasn't like your average blessing. Like it mm -hmm. had a little je ne sais quoi. Yeah. And then every night we would stand in a circle, hold hands and sing a song. Mm -hmm. And the song that we would sing was like plastered on the wall. That's a little freaky. We would like, Every, every week, we'd go, it was called, like, we would go all sit together and have, like, a community gathering. We would all sit around fires and have community gatherings. Like, this idea of, like, community just being bah, 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 so intensely. Yeah. But, yeah, like, you don't... Another thing was, like, that was specific, I think, to a camp experience of, like, not having a way to communicate with people outside of the circle was, like, finding people was so funny to me because I would, like be looking for a friend or like want to like check in with a friend but it would take me two days to find them because yeah. like we're yeah we're all on the same like I don't know I, I can't do like square acres but like we're all on the same hill but like you can't connect the same way with like technology I can't text you and be like meet me here mm -hmm. so it'd be like I would see you at breakfast it's okay meet me at this rock at free time very or olden days it's very very olden days which also feels kind of culty mm -hmm. of like taking away because I feel like that's another thing that stripping someone do. of their previous identity mm -hmm. because I think about like oh, what's that I can't remember what the documentary is called but there's a documentary on Netflix Waco mm -hmm. not that I'm comparing camp to Waco but like a whole thing in that was like not having technology going back to like the olden ways like yeah. the idea of removing these like modern ideals or modern things to get back to your roots yeah. and like just be yourself with your community and you think that it's like broadening your horizons and making you a better person and yeah maybe it is but like also it's making you like tethered to that identity mm. okay wait there's so much from what you just said that I want to let's unpack it because okay so starting with that like yeah removing somebody of their previous identity like taking them making them shed what they know 
that also not only does it make them more inclined to assume the new identity you're giving them, but it also removes an easy exit strategy. Like people are now invested in this camp. If they can't text their friends and see like what they're missing outside of camp, and I'm not saying it's not with like malintention, but like they can't see what's happening outside so they become more invested. Mm-hmm. They That kind of thing. And like at Disney, like you've given up a whole semester of school to be here. You have invested something in this. So like it's hard to leave because you've, and not only have you given up your school, you're not living here. So like you lose your housing, you lose your income, you lose everything if you were to remove yourself from the program. And it's the same thing. Like when you sign on, you're signing away. Yeah. Because like also I feel like both DCP and like any camp job, it's not the big bucks. No, it's not the big bucks. So like you are very, they make you, it becomes more of your identity because it's not just a job. It's something that like you're having to realistically or you have to manufacture like a passion for it yeah because you're not in it for the money obviously. well and that's the thing that i feel like they both try to push is it's like you are doing this for the experience yes and that experience is a cult yes so it makes you more like eager to assume that new identity mm-hmm. which i feel like that's something for us so like the language the insular community the lack of an exit strategy, these are something we should all remember to bring up in our next episodes where we're analyzing other things we think are cults. The other thing you were saying is like a ritual. So like all saying the same like song or prayer, whatever it is. I feel like Disney does that too where like when you first go, the very first thing you do is this program called Traditions Mm -hmm. and you're not allowed to share what happens inside Traditions. So it's again, it's like separating you from the outside world, making you feel distinguished. Mm -hmm. But in that, there is a lot of very emotionally charged material of like people like enjoying the parks. And so it makes you again like feel you're in this room with a bunch of other people who are now going to get emotional. So you're having this bonding experience. Yeah. And it's the message is you're about to change lives. And it's yeah. you have to assume that new identity. Yeah. It, like for better or for worse. Like I'm I don't think that ECP is like evil and brainwashing people, but there is like a very tactical strategy to get you to do what they want and assume their identity no and working at a summer camp is the same thing because the whole like orientation week like yeah you're learning how to like take care of a child or like be a mandated reporter or like bandage a wound whatever but like they're also trying to instill this you're changing lives yeah. mentality which like yeah it's important that you feel empowered in a job especially when it's a job working with kids but also something else that i think is probably true for both experiences is retention because I think like for like working at a summer camp you'll have people that are coming back year after year after year and this is true for every summer camp is like they want you to because it's also like both of our things are like a specific moment in time Mm -hmm. so it's like you are only a member in this moment in time but I think the way that they maintain it is the retention like they want you to keep coming back and buy in it's like oh it's just three months yeah and so people then you come keep back. coming back and they keep having the same people, which means that then the community is staying like relatively like, you know, there's consistency within yeah. the community, but then also you're attracting new members mm-hmm. and the new members see the consistency in the community yes. and the new members, like when you first start, it's like you feel like you're in the out group because you see people who have been there five, 10, whatever, mm-hmm. however many years. And you're like, I want to be in the in group. I want to be that diva. Yeah. And so then they keep coming back. And then also like with the rituals, the consistency, like the people that have been coming back over and over again, already know the rituals. They already know the routines. They already know the traditions. So when you're in the out group and you come in and you see all of this happening, 
first you're like, what's going on? But then you get bought in because you see everyone else is bought in and then you keep coming back. And I feel like for DCP, like it's not that same type of thing, but also there's so many people that I just, I don't know, I'm assuming from what I've heard from you, but also what I see online, so many people that are like, the magic isn't going to stop. I'm staying longer. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like like, it's our innate human desire to assimilate and to, mm-hmm. like, it's a survival strategy. Oh, like, yeah. To assimilate and to, like, make yourself be a cohesive identity with the end group when you're right. in the out group. So, yeah, like, you come in as a DCP, you're on the bottom of the totem pole because you're a temporary new employee. Yeah. But the amount of people that don't go back to school or at least don't go back to, like, their school and transfer to, like, an Orlando school and continue working at the parks is insane. And I think it's because it becomes so insular. Like, and I think for some people this is really, like, no tea, no shade. Live your life. Like, it's really what they want to do. And they will pay for your school. So, like, it's a really good, smart move, too. But, like, you forget that there is other options outside of Disney. And with the hierarchy, you're wanting to work your way up. And I feel like, yeah, like... I think another cool thing is, like, a leader and a hierarchy. Like, a leader and then, like, glorified followers of that. And for so, I like, that's at camp. is like you have these, like, returning counselors mm-hmm. who have, there are these legends. And there's people who you've probably never even met at camp, but you hear the stories. Because it's an insular yeah. community, they get passed on. It's folklore. Yeah. And, like, at Disney, this sounds ridiculous, but, like, the leader is Walt slash Mickey Mouse. <laughs> which is crazy but like you don't realize that when you're in it but you're like we were like glorifying a mouse like no you were like the way that like that was like an emblem of like magic is crazy and you're like i just want to like make him proud make um, the mouse proud <laughs> make the mouse proud but like it's because so right after you watch all those emotional videos of like disney magic and what you've been called to do yeah then i feel like i don't know if i should say this on the pod say it I, like, signed papers saying I wouldn't. Um, Okay, if you want this to be a secret, if you're going to do the DCP, don't listen. Um, Honest to God, Mickey Mouse himself walks in that room. Well, like, like, (laughs) wait. Hold everything. Like, in comes Mickey. Mickey. Why was that a big secret? First of all, there's, like, a Mickey's are a dime a dozen at Walt Disney World. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but picture this, like... You don't know what's about to happen. You watch these emotional videos. Then in comes Mickey. Everyone crying. Were you crying? I don't think I cried, but I do think I was, like, choked up because, like, it's, like, this emotional... It's strategically emotional. In comes Mickey, and he presents each and every one of you with your name tag. So here you have your leader welcoming you into the cult. You were out group. Now you're in group. Like, there is a ritual that defines it, where your leader is telling you you're wanted. And then there's also the hierarchy. There's the people who have, oh, I started at the DCP, and they they have people come into this opening thing, and it's like, I started in the college program, and now I am the executive director of Imagineering. And it's like, you're like, that could be, like, there's these this lore of people who are success stories. And then you see those people, like, when you're working, they're like, oh, I've worked here for 20 years. And it's like, and even I feel like Disney vloggers bring in an element of that culture of, like, they're, like, celebrities in this insular Disney bubble who, like, outside of the Disney bubble, no one would care who they were. But when you're, like, my roommate literally cried when she met one of them because it was, like, a celebrity. When the mouse came in. Mm-hmm. Backtracking. Was it, like, a person with, like, mouse ears or was it like full no it's like mickey who you would meet in the parks 
So he's wearing like the his the mouse head. head and shoes. And, and you suit. saw that in one. Let me not. Let me. Let me. One thing I always like to keep you humble with is that one. That one Instagram post. Yeah. Of no, you and like crying in Mickey's arms. Yeah. And the caption is the magic's real, y'all. And it's like you don't know it when you're in it. And like it was a great time of my life, but you don't realize it when you're in it. How absolutely like amplified everything no and like I mean you wrote a very eloquent instagram caption but i remember reading it and saying is she okay and the thing is like i i always will be a little sappy when a chapter of my life ends yeah so that wasn't unusual yeah but like i think a lot of the verbiage i used was i think we should can we pull it up no we're absolutely (laughs) not doing that but the point stands of (laughs) no i'm gonna block you from that post I've screenshotted it. <laughs> of course. But, like, but yeah, the thing stays is, like, you're in that bubble. You're stripped. Like, girl, like, you have done the same for summer camp. I've never made a sappy Instagram well, post. Well, you've never but, like, made I, that, you're yeah. a private girl. But, like, there, you have a scrapbook of it right here on our table. No, I do. Like, this is the 100 year book. I've never hung out with you and Diana without at least two or three camp stories being told. So, yeah. like, you've even been removed from it. But, like, it's ingrained in you. Like, yeah. like there's... A part of it there because it's yeah. tied to emotional things. Yeah. Did you ever consider um, relocating your life? No. That's good. I think because like I made such a strong decision when I went like I knew what I wanted to do with my life and that wasn't part of it. Right. But the mouse was just a chapter. I also think like I had a really specific major that was not available at an Orlando school, so it was right. like a really hard and fast thing. If I was studying business or something, maybe I would have been more susceptible. Mm. But I also think, again, like, with the out-group to in-group, a lot of people who do the DCP are, like, at a point in their life where they're, like, looking for what's next for them. Like, maybe school isn't what they thought it would be or something Mm -hmm. like that. I was, like, lucky to have had a very positive school experience up until then, and it was just more of, like, an excursion rather than me being, like, oh, like, what's next? What? Where do I want to be? What do I want to do with my life? Sure. So I think they which I feel like is how cults do. They pick up people who are, like, a little bit lost. Susceptible. And, like, vulnerable. Yeah. And they take them and they make them. Yeah. So. Well, that's what summer camp does, too. Like, it's geared, like, when they go to, like, college fairs, they're going to college fairs. That's what they want to be taking care of the children because they're susceptible. They're yeah. like, this could change your life, changing these lives. And there you go. Yeah. Then you're in. Yeah. It's crazy how much they are, like, cults. Because I feel like the only thing is, like, they are a cult by all means. It's just it's not, like, ruining people's yeah. lives or causing them harm in the way cult, no, exactly. cults are. It's still a cult. No. And the other thing that I think is true for both of ours is they get you when you're a kid. Yeah. Like, before you are fully... Like, again, it's the back to the vulnerable. It's college kids who are at this crossroads of their life, not fully mature, mm-hmm. and looking for someone to say, you're wanted, you're important, we want you. And then to go even further back in time, Disney is for kids. You love Disney as a child. You want to give back to the mouse. Yeah. Well, you yeah. do it. Summer camp, you go as a kid. And then a lot of people who work at the summer camps are mm-hmm. people who also went to the summer camps. Well, and yeah, and I didn't even think about this, but it's probably particularly when you're at this college moment and you're like starting to be like, oh, my childhood's gone. Like it's a way you can like go back to it for a moment mm-hmm. in time. And then sometimes you don't leave. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, I could talk about this for hours. I love cults. So interesting. And there's so many more. 
our cult series. There's so many more. Yeah. That I can't wait to dig my little teeth into. Absolutely. Do you have anything else to say? I don't have anything else to say about this one. Let's go over to our Aquanauts. Our Aquanauts is very on theme. We're talking about other things that give cult energy. I think some of these we'll probably end up doing whole episodes on. Mm -hmm. Some of these are probably too small to dive into it. Yeah. Cultish nonetheless. Soul Cycle. Honestly, all kinds of like boutique fitness. Orange I feel Theory. Like is a cult. Yeah, Pilates. Like, yeah. CrossFit. All cults. But I've done Soul Cycle and like I really enjoy it. But like they're stripping you if you are too. You're not allowed to bring your phone in there. It's dark. There's candles. There's your leader <laughs> who's on their bike. Like the teacher. There's people who the teacher shouts out because they've been coming for years and they're on a first name basis. So there's that like glorified yeah. follower. There's, they call you like there's somewhere I think they call you the tribe so like you have a unified language yeah there's all sorts of words for your equipment it's a cult yeah um I said religion in general well yeah because like think about the language and religion yeah religion's a cult and if you think otherwise you're a cult member stripping you of your identity giving you a new one using a language and there's nothing wrong with that like religion's a sleigh we all have a religion but we also need to recognize that you're part of a group yeah, well, just like the camp in Disney, like, it's not necessarily, cults are not necessarily bad. No, and it's that's... what you do when you're in the cult, which is why some are bad, some are fine. That is the the cultural reset that we need. Yeah. Cults aren't bad. Cults, the hard truth, cults aren't bad. It's just a common denominator, leader, language, insular, all Let's those Let's stop said. demonizing cults. No, it's just, it's what you do once you're in the cult. I think once you get in a cult mindset, it's very easy for it to be toxic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some just more than others. Yeah. Trader Joe's employees, I would love to interview some. I don't actually know if this is a cult. It just gives cult energy. No, yeah, I agree. They all wear the same thing. It feels insular. Um, I said Whole Foods patrons. Mm -hmm. Because one, you are already in a specific group of people if you have the budget to shop at Whole Foods. And I feel like Whole Foods has, like, products or, like, things that are very, like, specific to Whole Foods Mm -hmm. that, like, you just keep going back for more of. ROTC. Yeah. That's, yeah. Honest, I don't need to say anymore. Mm -hmm. Have you been to high school? Have you met an ROTC kid? Yeah. Marching band, again. You've you have that. you have your leaders, the band directors, and then you have your glorified followers of like the seniors and the leadership. Yeah, there's the language. It's very insular. Yeah, directioners because I have never been in a fan base that is as toxic as that. <laughs> and the way like you forget a lyric to a song and it's immediate fake fan. And like I've been a part of the. Problem. You were a leader of that. No, you I made people been... take a friendship test if they knew like like all of the boys like birthdays and color and size of each of their fingernails yeah i know like i've it's me high you're part of the problem i'm part of the problem but again you're vulnerable you're 13 years old and those are your leaders yeah um gwyneth paltrow and anyone who is a subscriber of goop now what is that goop is like her whole shtick it's her company and i need to i need to know more because like i i know goop is like a magazine they've got there it's goop Goop, I don't I don't know. We need to look into that some more. But like Gwyneth Paltrow is just such an interesting gal with all of her like IV infusions, like all of that. But like Goop's purpose I feel like is to like empower women, but really it's just like not doing that at all. Huh, I don't I've think. never even heard of that. We need to look more into Goop. I think there's a documentary. Yeah. Huh. MLMs. Yeah. 
multi-level marketing schemes. Mm-hmm. That is a cult because if you're you've all you've all seen it, you're scrolling on Facebook and someone you don't really associate with says, "I love this and this is why you should love it too. I'm hosting a party to sell them." No, you get a DM from a girl from high school that starts with, "Hey girl," and you know. You know. She's about to sell you some collagen. Um, I also think with MLMs, the one particular thing that makes it cultish is that idea of like the glorified follower of like you two can move up these. Yeah. You can be like diamond level or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, avid fan fiction readers. Those hand in hand with directioners. Yeah. If you are creating narratives in your head about fictional or real people, but simply isn't true and you are communicating because that's the other thing I feel like about fan fiction readers especially avid ones they've got their fanfic community mm. and there are people who are like writing the fanfics that are on top because people who are reading them who maybe get shout outs who are the glorified followers I you wrote fanfic or no, you no I've never fanfic. I've read fanfic I've never written it but one time I had an IRL friend not even friend it was just like she was a classmate of mine mm. um and so like we sometimes chatted but for my birthday, freshman year of high school, she wrote me on a sheet of notebook paper personalized fanfic. That's weird. About a boy on American Idol in me. That's weird. Did you ask for it? I did not. Did ask you like for it? it? I did not like it. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Harry Potter heads. Yeah. I was behind a Harry Potter head today driving, and I just said, like we we talk all the time about Disney adults. Potter They're, adult. If you love it, you love it, but. It's, it is a cult. No, it absolutely is. And I think, like, when you take something and start, like, wearing clothes of it and having your bags or maybe, like, tattoos. It becomes your identity. Yeah. 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 Greek life. Greek. I literally thought of this in the middle of the episode when I was talking about the rituals. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate one. Ultimate cult. And I really wish. I so wish. Nice. Wish, wish, wish that you could hit us with a Greek life tell-all. I wish to, because, yeah, I, I used to be a Greeky. Yeah. But I did not graduate a Greeky. I wish that I had a moment in Greek life, because I'd do a tell-all. Yeah. I'd spill all the dirty secrets. Um, if anyone was in Greek life and they want to do a tell-all, please. I'd potentially do a tell-all. Please bang my line. Um, Yeah. I want to close this out, though, with thinking about how susceptible I am personally to cults. Like, because, again, we spoke on this last week. You want to be needed and wanted. And so when somebody says we have a place for you here, I'm I'm running. And yeah, I just think I'm I am somebody more susceptible to cults than the average bear because <laughs> I love being a part of the ungroup. Mm-hmm. I love being wanted. Mm-hmm. I am willing to change myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just thinking about how many close calls I've potentially had. Um, I can't think of any instances, but like I mean just the DCP I guess, but like I gotta be careful because I worry about you out there on your own. I think, I think, I think I've heard enough terrible stories about men leading cults that if a man came up to me and said, join my cult, I wouldn't. But if a woman did, I might, I might come around and I might accidentally find myself in a cult. Yeah. I have to be careful. No, so careful. Um, slays and dismays. Yeah. Slays and dismays. Okay, my dismay is that I received news the other day that I have a hole in my tire, a nail in my tire, so I have to go get that fixed tomorrow. I just hope I don't have to buy a whole new tire. That's such jarring information. Yeah, just one thing after another. Hopefully they can just patch it. I hope so. Yeah. Um, my soleil 
is honestly a song that's been out for a while, but I was listening to it on the drive home from work today, and it was just really hitting. Lost the Breakup, Maisie Peters. It's song of the summer. I don't know it. Yeah, you're not the desired listener after that, but yeah, girls, plug it into your Spotify. It's just such a good song. Why am I not a desired listener? Just because you don't listen to music. Got it. Okay, my slay is that today... Every, every week at school, on Wednesday we have the half day, and today it was a wellness Wednesday, so we all got to leave at the same time as the kids. Yeah. I came here. I took a shower. I was laid up in my bed by, like, 2.30. That's so nice. It was so nice. And I'm looking at the time right now, and it's like, I still have the whole afternoon and evening. I know, like, we would just be getting off work right yeah, now. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm really loving that. Um, and my dismay is that I'm so tired right now because I had a very fitful night of sleep. I had a dream last night where one of my friends, close personal friends, Diana, met an untimely end. So sad. And it was so real Mm -hmm. that I woke up so sad. Yeah. Like I, I, every time she's texted us today, I've been like, oh, my friend, she's alive. I'm so glad. But that's almost not to like minimize your trauma. But I also hate the feeling sometimes I have very real dreams, like, on the same level, where something really good and happened, then, yeah. and then you wake up and that's not true, and then you actually do have to be sad, because that's not your reality. Yeah, so that's better hard to too. have it this way. I mean, I, I would like to be well-rested, though, is the thing. Yeah, but tonight you'll catch up. No, I will. I plan to go to bed in the next two hours. Yeah. Well, lovely. Well, thanks for joining us. I hope you join us for the rest of our cult series. Actually, if you have something that you think is a cult, mm. let us know. Besides that, follow us at Cousin Time Pod, TikTok, Instagram, CousinTimePod at gmail.com. Yep. Thank you. See you next week. <laughs>